We're going to go on over a general understanding of end-time events tonight. End-time events uh, can get confusing to many people. I hope to clear things up with uh, you according to God's Word. All right. Does anybody need a pen? I'm not going to ask. <laughs> I'm scared to ask. Does anybody need one? We need some pens? Okay. Can we, we, have, uh, we have some pens later. Brother Paul, you want to grab some pens? All right. If you need a pen, this will help you. All right. Uh, I've taken a lot of tests in my life. Trades tests, hard tests, and so forth. Um, one way to learn, we have some teachers in the house as well. One way to learn is with your ears, right? What other senses do you have? Your eyes, your hands, right? Uh, your mouth, repeating things, listening to things, seeing things, writing things. All those help uh, your mind process information and instills in your mind that information. That's why it's also very important to be careful what you do, all right, and what you allow your eyes to see and where you go and what you put your hands to, all right? Um, it's just going to form you into that type of person that you say you'll never be. Well, the things you do, I'm getting off on a rabbit trail, I'm not going to do that, but the things you do are already interpreting the, the kind of person you will be. All right, um, name, date, Gospel Light Baptist Church. Good. All right. Wednesday night, end times. I know it's not centered and all that. I did this myself. <laughs> Amen. All right. First blank is where we are now. What One word. Church. Good, Brian. Church. All right. Now there are uh, many. There's, I left room. You can, you can fill in space. Underneath, you can fill in the sides. Simple verse we know uh, is Matthew 16, 18. If you want to write that reference down, Matthew 16, 18. And this is not, now there are, we're going to get into um, some things here where you may have heard differently. Or there are mild things that, you may believe one, I may believe another way type things. I'm going to mention a couple of those, all right? Uh, but there are some things that should be in concrete that you need to believe that are according to God's word. Um, and there are other little, little smaller subjects that can be studied out and you can come to your own conclusion uh, that, that do bear weight but um, can be taken in a few ways. All right. Here we go, Matthew 16, verse 18. Uh, and I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. We live, uh, right now we call the church age. The church age where Christ is working with his church. Amen? And what is a church? It's the building. No, it's you. It's me. Um, somebody says, we had an issue, and somebody said, well, you need to take care of this. This is your church. And I said, you're right, and it's your church too. Amen? We are. We are the church. 
if you're saved, you are part of the church. How, how are you part of a church? You're saved, uh, baptized, you're part of this church. Amen? Salvation is the main thing. Of course, uh, you can't be part of uh, anything with the Lord if you're not saved. Salvation starts it all off. That's when you become his child. Amen? And then he places you in a body, and we've gone over that before. It's important uh, to love your church where God has put you and grow. That's where God's going to use you. Amen. Be a part of your church. Love your church. Be faithful uh, to your church. Matthew 16, verse 18 says, I will build my church. That's what God is doing. I want to be a part of what God's doing. Well, then help God build this church. Amen. Some people work against it. Murmur, complain. Um, Jesus said, if you're not for us, you're against us. If you're not working towards building the church, you're working against him. Right? You got to be for Christ. Christ wants to build. He wants to see people saved. Uh, He doesn't want anyone to go to hell. Amen. Uh, But we need to see people saved. Amen. So you can write notes to him. Feel free also to ask questions as well tonight. All right. What happens? What are we anticipating? What are we waiting for um, right now? Rapture. Is the word rapture mentioned in the Bible? Where do we get that word? Should we even be using it? It's not even a biblical word. You know, these are, this is what people, right? There's, this is what people might argue. I'm, I'm trying to bring some stuff out because end time events are, is, is one of the biggest things that causes enemies, separates churches, uh, causes debates, and we don't need any of that. But is the word rapture in the Bible? No, not at all. Uh, but what, what does rapture mean? Call it up. Call it up, Amen. Amen. Uh, Let's go to Romans 11. Romans 11. Romans 11. You can write this down. Romans 11.25 on your paper. So second uh, word there is rapture. Know that, though. It's not that exact word is not found in the scriptures, uh, but it's a word that we use um, along with a lot of other words, too to help us sum everything up. We call it the rapture. Romans 11, verse 25, the Bible says, For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this. This is an important word here. Every word of God is important. But this one word here, what's that word? Verse 25 of chapter 11. Mystery. Good, remember that word. Lest ye should be wise in your own conceits. I was reading uh, today... In Jeremiah, um, it's, God said, you are wise to do evil, but to do good, you have no knowledge. That's, we know how to get, please our flesh, but when it comes to doing God's work and God's will, we're like helpless. I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go or, you know, but we figure it out if... Uh, that's what God's saying. Lest you should be wise in your own conceits. Be careful with your flesh. And uh, 
allowing your flesh to interpret the scriptures. You need the Holy Spirit of God. We'll get over that as well. That blindness in part is happened to who? Israel, good, who are the Jews. Israel is the key component in end time events, okay? Um, does that mean Israel is like a holy people? No. no. Uh, they are, uh, it's the opposite. Israel has the center of a lot of terrible wickedness and, and so forth. Uh, but they are chosen people. God, and we, this is what Romans goes over, God uses Israel uh, to make himself known. Nobody can deny Israel. Um, all that they've been through, just them becoming a nation again as prophesied in the scriptures. Uh, they are a chosen people. They are a blessed people, not by what they do, but it's in their blood. The whole world knows it, and it's undeniable that God fights for Israel. Amen? And when we bless Israel, when you get behind Israel, you'll be blessed. You'll eat from the crumbs that fall off their table. And it's a lot of crumbs. Amen? But if you curse Israel, ah, they're this or that, you're going to be cursed. All right? Until, here we go, until the fullness of the Gentiles come in. What is the fullness of the Gentiles? Good. The first part here, the church age. The fullness of the Gentiles. When the last person pretty much gets saved, when God says, all right, it's finished, rapture. Whew. Wouldn't it be amazing if you lead that last person to Christ? They say, you say, uh, would you like to bow your head and ask Christ to save you? Yeah. And they pray, Jesus' name, amen. Whew. Wow. I mean, to God be the glory. But it'd be great to be a part of that. We're saying in heaven, who led the last person to the Lord? Ah, oh, it was Brother Justin. Yeah, Brother Justin. Amen. 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 It was Brother Paul. Amen. Amen. You know, it was Juanita. Amen. Uh, it, listen, Christ is all about that, to build his church. You need to get behind the Lord and do his work. Number two, uh, the second line is the rapture. When the fullness of the Gentiles comes in, let's go to 1 Thessalonians. First Thessalonians, chapter 4. Write these references down as well. Uh, you can look them over later. You're not going to get a whole grip on everything. You never will. Uh, but to know the basics of it, 4.16. First Thessalonians 4.16, the Bible says, Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue. I'm sorry, that's First Timothy. <laughs> Uh, 4.16, the Bible says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Does the Lord come down to earth right here? No. Where is the Lord? In the clouds, yeah. Uh, this is not the second coming of the Lord. This is the rapture where Christ comes off his throne, comes on the clouds, 
and says, up, my bride, come. Calls us home. He gave us two scenarios. He said, just like it was with Noah. All right, Noah and all the animals, get in, and I'm shutting the door. Not one drop of rain fell until that door was shut. And he gave another scenario, like Sodom and Gomorrah. The angels hasted Lot and his family. you got to get out now. We can't rain one bit of fire till you are out of here. And he urged them. And they got him out. And the second they left, it was so intense. A fire and brimstone just fell and burned up those cities. Was Lot in the middle of all that? No, he was out. Was Noah, did Noah have to swim to the boat or the ark? No. God delivers his people. Some people believe uh, that the rapture occurs through God's judgment. No. God's judgment is for this world, not for his children. We are delivered from God's judgment. Amen? Rapture. All right, one last uh, reference. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. All right, I got to hurry up. 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15, 51 through 58. Behold, I show you a mystery. Remember Romans chapter 11, 25, the mystery. Behold, I show you the mystery. What's the mystery? We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. This corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Write this reference down next to this verse, Hosea 13, 14. Hosea 13, 14, that, ver that reference is in Hosea. Uh, the, the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. What's the Lord's work? Grow to church. See, people saved, amen? All right, church, what, what is after that? Rapture, what's after that? What is it? Tribulation, right? Okay, we got the church, we got the rapture. Now it's the time of the tribulation, the seven years. What is the proper name for the tribulation? Good, Jacob's trouble. Oh, man, you guys already know all this. All right, let's go to Jeremiah 30, verse 7. Jeremiah 30, verse 7. Write that reference down. I'll read it. Alas, for that day is great, so that none is like it. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble. Who's Jacob? Israel. He represents the Jews. The time of Jacob's trouble or Israel's trouble. But he shall be saved out of it. The Jews will be saved out of it. This is key, key words here now. When getting into end time events, now all words of the scriptures are key. Okay, but to understand it, you got to really look deep at every word. Amen. And it'll clarify the Bible interprets itself. Scripture interprets scripture. Commentaries do not interpret the scripture. 
History does not interpret the scripture. Science does not interpret the scripture. Weather does not interpret the scripture. You do not interpret the scripture. Scripture interprets the scripture. The Holy Spirit will help you do that. Amen. Praise God. That's where false doctrines come from. That's where confusion comes from, where you have man's words interpreting scripture, but you need man to use the scripture to interpret the scripture through the Holy Ghost of God, which enlightens him. Amen. And it's clear as day. Okay. Matthew 24. This is next to nail. You can say the tribulation or the time of Jacob's trouble. The proper biblical name is the time of Jacob's trouble or Jacob's trouble. But you can also say the tribulation as well because it is a great tribulation. Matthew 24, verse 21. The Bible says, For then shall be great tribulation, such as was not since the beginning of the world. To this time no, nor ever shall be. This is Matthew 24, verses 21 through 24. Matthew 24, 21 through 24. And except those should be shortened, those days should be shortened. There should no flesh be saved. All right, everyone is done for. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Who? Who's the elect of God? Good, Israel. Israel is the elect of God. The Jews. This is God's dealing with the Jews for the last time. When is everybody else's time? Right now. Now. This is the day of salvation. Because when the fullness of the Gentiles comes in, it's over. Nothing's going on after that but judgment. And then God has to deal with Israel, his own chosen people, once more. That's God's covenant with them. He will never let them perish. He's going to uh, see them through till the very end. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. God has some last dealings with uh, Israel. That's why it's called the time of Jacob's trouble. Amen? Um, did I read it all? Yeah. No. Then if any man shall send you, lo, here is Christ, or there, believe it not. For there shall rise false Christs, false prophets, and shall show you great signs and wonders, and so much that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Again, that's again Israel. Why? Israel's going to be, I believe Israel's going to be the one issuing the Antichrist, because they're looking for him. He, they're looking for their Messiah. Uh, and the Antichrist will be the Jews' Messiah during that time. Uh, he's going to be the one to help set up the temple. So they're going to be, here he is. Here's our Messiah. They're going to get deceived. And you can add in the pieces once you get the basis down of Revelation and so forth. All right, let's go to the next one, Revelation chapter 4. All right, so first we're in now. We're in the church age. We're waiting for the rapture. What, is, what needs to happen for the rapture to come? Yeah, I mean, it, nothing really just boop, cut, happened any time. No, it sounds crazy, but that's why Jesus said it's going to be like Noah in the ark. Everybody was like, no, you're crazy. There's going to be water falling from the sky. That doesn't happen. You know, if I say, listen, there's going to be cheeseburgers falling from the sky, like cloudy in the chance of meatballs, you're going to be like, <laughs> no, Noah's telling everybody that water's going to fall from the sky. It was the same thing. 
It was the same deal. How did water fall from the sky? I would look at it now, there's clouds. I mean, it's amazing. We're used to it. That's why it's not amazing to us, but we're used to it. But water didn't fall from the sky at that time. But now it does. All right. Uh, Revelation 4, chapter 1, or Revelation 4, verse 1. After this, I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven, and the first voice which I heard uh, was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, that's the last trump, come up hither. Come up hither. This is where uh, the Lord's showing John, the beloved John, the um, picture of the rapture. Chapters 1 through 3 deal with the churches, the Laodiceans and so forth. Here you have the beginning of John getting out of earth into heaven. And this is when all hell on earth is unleashed. Amen? There are some people who believe that uh, the church will get raptured halfway through the time of Jacob's trouble. Why do they believe that? It is not in the scriptures. There is uh, people who believe they get raptured after the time of Jacob's trouble. The Bible is very clear. The, time, the fullness of the Gentiles shall come in. Uh, we get raptured out of here. God gave all the, the uh, analogies and everything uh, to, to help us understand these things, this mystery of the rapture, uh, that he delivered Noah, he delivered Lot. Amen. All right, moving on. What comes after those seven years? And when you read Revelation, you can start filling in the gaps. What comes after the seven-year time of Jacob's trouble? Good, the millennial reign. Good job. Now, as you read, I was talking with Brother Paul this morning. Uh, right, Brother Paul, you said about Isaiah. You've seen yeah. end times in Isaiah. It's amazing. People say end times is only revelation. People say, oh, what do you follow, the old or the new? <laughs> you don't know what you're talking about. It's one book. You can't have anything without the other. Scripture interprets Scripture. There's more of revelation in, in Isaiah than in Revelation. So speaking, you know, it's all over. Uh, we, need a, we need our eyes open to the power of the scriptures and what's really there. And it never fully will be. The word of God is from heaven. Amen. It's not an earthly book. It's a heavenly book. All right, the millennial reign. And you can write these passages down. Revelation 19. Revelation 19, 11 through 16. Revelation 19. 11 through 16, and please raise your hand, and you can stop me if you need me to repeat something. I'll uh, read a few verses here. And I saw heaven open, and behold, a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. That's our Lord Jesus Christ. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns, and he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. He was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. That's us. Amen. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he shall smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. 
And he had on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying, To all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God. Amen. The millennial reign. You can write this reference down as well. Revelation 20, 1 through 10. When he binds the devil, Satan, for a thousand years. There's going to be people on the earth at that time. Those who make it through the seven-year time of Jacob's trouble, the Gentiles, there were not Jews, uh, other than the Jews that are left. The Jews who do make it, who survive till the end, the Bible says, which will be one-third of Israel. Let this go over your head if you're confused. Uh, take in what you can, amen? Uh, the Bible says, they will look on whom, him whom they have pierced, amen? When, when we just read in Revelation 19, when Jesus comes down uh, in power of Almighty God, they're going to look at him and says, that Antichrist fooled us. There's our true Savior right there. There he is. Yeah, the second coming of Christ, yep. Yeah, second coming. She asked if, uh, can you say it's the second coming of Christ versus, and, or the millennial reign? Yeah. Uh, that's when he actually comes down. And his feet touch where? Good, the Mount of Olives. How do we know that? Well, the Bible says so. The angel said, why are you gazing? As he went, he ascended from the Mount of Olives. So shall he return. Where is he coming from in the rapture? He didn't, he's not stepping on the earth. We meet him in the air. Amen? That's how we know. We're going to meet him in the air. All right, so you got the church age, which we're in now. you got the rapture. you got the time of Jacob's trouble or the tribulation, as we call it. So the church, the rapture, uh, the tribulation, and the millennial reign, which goes on for a millennium, which is a thousand years. Justin? Okay, good. All right, so what Brother Justin's asking is what happens to the people? So we know Israel, uh, they wind up getting saved through that time of Jacob's trouble. That's what the whole purpose of it. But what happens to the rest of the world that were not saved, that were not raptured, that are not Jews? Well, the Bible says the fullness of the Gentiles, it came in, it's over. At that point, it's judgment. But what happens to them during the thousand-year uh, reign? Okay, good. Uh, so, uh, 
in the scriptures, you're going to find little debatable topics that have meaning, always, that's why they're debated, but don't bear any weight, per se, to the main, these main topics. So we have the church, of course, the rapture. After that, the tribulation. After that, the millennial reign. Follow that order. As you read the scriptures, you can start filling in the verses in those gaps, and everything starts coming to life. We can read Revelation 20. Let's read uh, some verses here. And I saw an angel come down from heaven having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand, verse 2. And he laid hold on that dragon, the old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan bound him a thousand years and cast him to the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. And I saw thrones, and they that sat on them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And there he lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection, on such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. And when the thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison, and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle. The number of them is the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth and earth, uh, compassed the uh, camp of the saints about, and the beloved city and fire came down from God and of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast in a lake of fire and brimstone where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. That last thousand years, this sounds like a lot, uh, but it's going to be like a day, the Bible says. It's just going to be like a day. Um, Christ is going to rule king of kings and lord of lords. Mankind has at this point, if, if we wrap it up right now, Mankind has had their six days or 6,000 years. Christ is going to get the last. God always usually works in sevens. The earth has turned 6,000 years already. Amen? And God's going to get the seventh, the, seven, uh, the last thousand. Amen? That time of rest. And he's going to reign king of kings and lord of lords. What will the people be doing? They will be, uh, they have to look to Jesus. As king of kings and lord of lords, they will bow. They will confess. They will see uh, that he is lord of lords and king of kings. Uh, and the Bible goes over little details throughout the Old Testament, especially in um, Isaiah and Jeremiah and, and uh, minor prophets as well, uh, where you can pick apart and see uh, how the people will conduct themselves uh, through that time. If they obey the Lord's command, they'll be blessed. If they don't obey, they'll be cursed. Uh, but they will follow the Lord. Amen. They do, yeah. They, uh, life's, man's lifespan will be back to what it was in the beginning, where people can live up to a thousand years. And it's just going to go like this. Amen. Brother Johnny. What does it mean when it says they have no power? They're not like what? A Christian that was saved before the rapture? They have no power in God? Where's that at? Blessed and holy is it that has part in the first resurrection and has no power. 
Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the, uh, the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God. What does that mean? They have no power? Uh, this, the death hath no power. Such the second death hath no power, but they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. Um, the first resurrection was where? The, the rapture. Well, if there's a first resurrection with the Lord, then... Yeah, let me go over that now. I'll go over that now. So you had the rapture. Uh, the Bible says the dead in Christ shall rise first. Okay? Uh, anyone that gets, or oh, the Jews who get saved during the tribulational time, um, the next resurrection after that is after the millennial reign. All right? So um, the first, the, the resurrection that's referred to is at the rapture where the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with uh, to meet the Lord in the air. Amen. Brian. As far as, uh, you know, God in all three forms, as well as you, Isaac Newton, and Usher, I mean Usher with a double S, all four of you are correct as far as I'm concerned. Time and the world began in what we now call 4004 BC. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Brian. All right, so if, if we got the millennial reign, and there's so many details. Listen. Uh, search the scriptures. I'm going to go over some things at the very end. Uh, and uh, it's, it's, it's all good. Amen. After the millennial reign, what's next? No. Close. Yeah. Anybody? Judgment? Dad? No. Oh, no. Well, yeah. But no, you missed one. Okay, well, yeah, we can now get into a whole bunch of details. All right, well, I'll put this one. It's the great white throne of judgment. Revelation chapter 20, Revelation 20, uh, 11 through 15. Revelation 20, 11 through 15. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, uh, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. There was no, there was found no place for them. It's over. It's judgment time. God says here he's going to judge every work, everything they ever did, every idle word, every little thing they did. If God's so good, why does he allow bad things to happen? 
everything will be judged. Will we be here? We're going to be not on the judgment side, amen? We'll be, <laughs> we'll be on the winning side, amen? Um, it's going to be a sad day, though. You're going to see your loved ones. You're going to see uh, people being cast in a lake of fire. All right? And after this, God wipes away all the tears. But it's going to be a, a sad day. It's not going to, judgment time is not happy. Um, I'll put it this way. The Lord doesn't want this day to come. He wishes that nobody had to be judged. That's why he gave his life. You know, He's not anxious to judge people. He doesn't want anyone to go to this point. All right, after the great white throne, Revelation 20, 11 through 15, um, and there's, again, there's prophecy throughout the entire scriptures. Um, what is after that? God, I hear it good, yeah. New heaven and new earth. Revelation 21, 1 through 3. Revelation 21, 1 through 3. All right. And you know what? That's a simple... Memorize that order. You don't have to memorize all the references, but memorize that order. We're in the church age. After this is the rapture. Then the time of Jacob's trouble or the tribulation. Um, same, same thing. Tribulation. After that comes the millennial reign of Christ. Christ will rule king of kings in this, um, on this uh, earth. Nobody else, only him. After that, the great white throne of judgment. After that, the new heaven and the new earth. I have one last passage here I want uh, to tell you. The Bible says in John 16... Verse 13, as you read scriptures, you'll find that prophecy is very scattered, piled up. It's like a big basket of laundry. You threw everything in the washer, you threw it in the dryer, and now you got to sort it out and fold it. Um, it's kind of how it is sometimes, to be honest with you. Uh, you got to dig through, you find all your socks, and you find your shirts, and so forth, you know. But let me read this. Uh, John 16, verse 13, the Bible says, How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, thank God the Lord uh, gave us his spirit. He lives inside of us. The spirit of truth is come. He will guide you into all truth. Don't get prideful. Don't get full of knowledge, like an arrogant knowledge. You'll get off walking with the Spirit quickly. You know what I mean? When you're, when, you're too, when you're so full of knowledge, nobody can teach you. The first one being the Holy Spirit of God. All right? Stay humble. Um, Lord, teach me. What do you know? I don't know nothing. I mean, I can show you what the Bible says. That's it. Keep that mindset. Amen. I lost my spot. Uh, for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, he, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. 
The Holy Spirit of God will show you things to come. And that includes all the end time events. All right, I wrote this down. Don't rush to know. Don't rush to know. Let God teach you. Stay in God's word. Walk in God's word. This is not for you to say, okay, I know everything now. I'm done. Um, I want to know when I get to heaven. That's pretty much it. On that path, I'm going to always continue the Holy Spirit of God to teach me and show me things. All right? There's some things I still have question marks next to my Bible with. Lord, I don't know what this means. Um, but there are many things that God just constantly shows me. Where and how does false doctrine come about then? Don't people who believe other things use the Bible? How can you get two different beliefs from the same verse? How does this happen? Denise? Okay, good, good. Um, the Bible says, let God be true and, and every man a liar, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings. Let the Holy Spirit of God teach you. Um, you'll find out false doctrine has verses with it, but it stemmed or came from man's teaching, such as Calvinism and so forth. So hence the name, John Calvin. All right? Uh, if you don't know what that means, you can ask me later. All right, amen. Uh, good. Any questions before we close it out? I want to get you, get you a basic census of the end time events um, that you know when you read the scriptures, you can start plugging all these things in. All right. Well, we're going to have some cheesesteaks tonight. I'm going to ask, um, let me see, Brother John, would you close us in prayer? Uh, you can stand there, close us in prayer, and, uh, and close us out, ask God's blessing on the food.